You are, in my view, the single most articulate person in the world. That is really. That, one I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to accept that praise, but it is high praise. I don't argue. appreciate the feeling. It's just like nobody. Your superpower, besides clear thinking, is your ability to choose words. You know, just the right one. Well, I have an advantage, which many people have noticed. I talk incredibly slowly. So the people who listen to my podcast on two x and three x impossible. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's not. It's not that slow, but um, it's not a drawl. You sound yeah, like well, you're. Yeah, well, I could do that. <laughs> Buford Pusser. Give me. A, give me a few of these, and then we'll see if I, I draw. Uh, but um, no. But most people, if they had ten years and started studying now, still couldn't come <laughs> right, up right. with the word. You know, you come up with words that are like not arcane, but just uh, perfect. Mm. You know, like that. Other people don't come up with. Like, I'm trying to think of an example, but like, uh, I don't know. Oh, like, <laughs> it's cracked me up. Those they actually make me laugh. I don't think they make other people laugh, but you were saying, I mean, Richard was here, Richard Dawkins, and we were talking about, you know, he's canceled by the Muslims for Islamophobia. You've mm. had the same problem. Mm. And you once described, like, and the word you used <laughs> combustible. <laughs> You know, the, 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 the community is combustible. Well, that's like if some gin Combustible happened. religious maniacs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like if, some, like a, if a Koran gets burned or right. some shit happens. They're right. like, okay, it's not cool. But, you know, you're like, nobody else is quite this combustible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just not a word I would, you know, immediately yeah. associate right. with that. And, you, you, and we're certainly not saying that all Muslims are combustible. Just, this is... Uh, it's amazing. I, I don't know that we have to issue any caveats or footnotes as we cover these topics, but it's amazing how confused people are. So, like, you know, we, we're now talking in the immediate aftermath of the Kanye anti-Semitism oh, eruption. Yes, um, and in criticizing that, I got so much blowback on social media, more or less of the sort from the left saying. You're one to talk. You have said so many awful things about Islam. Oh, my God. As oh, though, oh. I mean, and people cannot differentiate no. criticizing a system of ideas from hating people for indelible characteristics of birth. And, did did and, you call Ben Affleck back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, I, I love Ben. Yeah. He used to own this very room. So. Oh, that's, that's strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he and I buried the hatchet. We're, we're, I we're fine. know. Yes. I know. There's no problem. No. But it is one of those things that you and I will never shake completely because oh. so many well, well, because coming of, back and because of his yeah. stardom oh that, that specifically that episode yeah yeah because of his stardom and you know uh passion <laughs> at the moment right it was just one of those things that was seen by like masses that don't usually follow us right shall yeah. we say yeah, yeah no he he got he was very famous in indonesia right after that and uh <laughs> He's, he's oh. just—he's the white knight who rode in on his horse and, right. and saved oh, and half of humanity not, from not us. Not just Indonesia. Yeah. Rosie yeah. O'Donnell liked it. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It should yeah. be Brooklyn and Indonesia and uh, the entire west side of Los Angeles. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I'm glad that you guys talked. Yeah. And I remember you did, like yeah. after the show, and because he's a very bright 
reasonable. Yeah. Although guy. The, the, honestly, that was the green room was worse. The green room was it, it had had you televised the green green room conversation, that would have been amazing. After the show, yeah, yeah, you were so you were. No, it I'm was not, just me and him and, I, and Monica. I'm, and, oh, I, uh, I'm not aware yeah. that there was such yeah. a conversation. No, it, it was got, contentious. It was contentious. Um, oh. but again, we've you know we've we've totally buried the hatchet, so there's no no issue. Um. And nobody came over to the other one's side a little bit, or it was just more of like no, agree to disagree. It was more like, yeah, we just moved on. You know, I, I haven't right. seen him a ton since then, but you know, the few times right. I have, it's just the, there's nothing, nothing wrong. So, oh, good. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him as a person and a filmmaker. I think he's he's super talented. Super yeah. talented. I mean, just as a, I wish he would do more of his own movies. You know, the. The ones he's directed are just on a really yeah. high level. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, definitely. But he's <laughs> he's got his he can, demons he, like we, we, he can we retire, like we all. He can retire his scholarship of Islam. I think that's the <laughs> gig. He doesn't leave leave that to the other guys. Oh well, who's up your ass now? I mean, you you like you live. I feel well. I I, I feared that you were a, a few weeks ago. I don't know. Do we have to? Cross any I's or dot any T's with respect to the whole the whole cancellation Hunter Biden moment because that that you got into yeah I got into something and I saw you reacted to it and I thought you because uh, unfortunately the clip that was exported to all of humanity kind of distorted my position I, mean, I, I my, my recollection of it was first of all you, what you said was fairly benign so I don't know why you took the bait and I'm, I heard your whole yeah. podcast about it yeah. and I enjoyed it immensely because again you choose words so well I could just listen to you talk um, but I kept thinking wow you're really caring more about this than I think maybe you right. need to what I thought was interesting about it on my show is that Rob Reiner and Amy Klobuchar were on that panel mm -hmm. two very very strong liberals you know we usually try to have a balance, but a balance doesn't mean a balance within one day. It means a balance over the whole year. Some shows, yeah, there's going to be two liberals. Right. And maybe some shows there'll be, you know, two conservatives or something. But that show happened to be two people who have no ideological difference between them. You couldn't find more MSNBC stalwart yeah, than yeah. Amy Klobuchar and Rob Reiner. And I'm very fond of them both. But when I brought up that story, they had not heard of it. Right. You know, it, it, and it, I even said, because, you know. It's so, set, our inform, information landscape is so partitioned at this point. It's amazing. Because, I mean, that was, it was hitting the front page of the New York Post, but my liberal friends hadn't seen any of it. And there you And, and, and I was getting inundated from Trumpistan on social media. I mean, right. I've never, I was trending on Twitter for all the wrong reasons, but it was all right-wing right <laughs> lunacy. You know, it was it was very weird because it was in my world, it was a complete non-issue, and and with respect to my own, you know, the reputation I care about, it was a complete non-issue. Right. But it was it was um, it was amazing. I mean, the velocity of the the hatred was was something. New. And again, if we lived in the same world, we wouldn't even be arguing over some of this, which I think if you could get the two reasonabler people of each party in the room would say, yes, there was what you'd have to call some sort of media suppression of Hunter Biden's computer right mm -hmm. before the election. 
Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Okay, so and, and the truth is, I still don't know what I think about that. I, the, 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 my, right, my default is, position is, why should we be hostage to Rudy Giuliani's timetable? If, if Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani yeah. holds on to this thing until the 11th hour, 10 days before an election, and drops it as, a, as an October surprise, why should the New York Times and CNN and every other media organization be hostage to his goal of, of dropping this at a time when there's just going to be not Wait, enough time to parse it before the election. Dropping what? The, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story. You're right. Okay. But why are you saying Rudy Giuliani? Well, because he, he, he was the one who had, had took delivery of the laptop. and Originally. And yeah. Yeah. So like they, so, but the clearly laptop they, gets left at a repair shop. It's bonkers. Right? The whole thing is bonkers. Yeah. A repair shop? Yeah. A computer yeah. repair I, yeah. shop? I think in Delaware. Or, yeah. What year is this? What is it? Episode of Barney Miller? <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking yeah. computer repair shop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I use Acme, by right. the way. That's right. Yeah. And I recommend them highly. They're <laughs> yeah. the first in the yellow pages, yeah. which I also use also on my rotary phone. Anyway, so it's but it's, it's it was completely plausible to worry that this was a fake story. It didn't. I mean, and there's there simply wasn't enough time to get to the bottom of it. Really? It, I mean, well, 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 then why did why did the outlets that did get to the bottom of it get to the New York well, Post had no problem getting to the bottom? Yeah. Of it. Well, but but they still, it's but still they a, wanted to believe it. They wanted to believe it, and yes, they you know you sometimes you get you're right by accident, and sometimes right. Um, but I mean, to actually parse everything in there and figure out just how dirty Bi- Biden well, senior okay. is a- as a result of, of the information there. Can I can know. I go to step two of what the two reasonable people in the room would agree on? Mm-hmm. One, they'd agree it was kind of suppressed. Two, they'd agree that Hunter Biden, being the son of the current vice president and being a complete ne'er do well douchebag was ripe to be used as a conduit to his father through which he was, but nothing really, it was common, it was the kind of sort of everyday graft that's sleazy, but doesn't affect the world, okay? Well, we we still, it's possible we still don't know, right? So I'll give give some credence to the possibility that it's worse than I understand, but... The, pr- the problem is 10 days is not enough to figure that out, and we knew no, but, that it was going to derail. But just the, on that uh, issue, would yeah. you not agree with this statement that probably Pro- yes. uh, Hunter Biden sold his father's influence to get money, um, but Joe Biden himself would not give away our nuclear secrets yes. to the Chinese. Yes. He's not, of course. He's, you know, he, and, he, and he has corruption. a soft spot for his son, yeah, yeah. his ne'er-do-well Yes. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've heard his voicemails to his to yes. Hunter. Yeah, it's, so, it's, like, Dad, I'm in a little bit of a jam. Could you just meet with the Chinese yeah. guy yeah. next week? It would mean a lot to me. Like, and Joe would do it. And right. then he would, Joe, and then Hunter would get the money for the meeting, and then he'd spend it on cocaine and hookers. I mean, it's an old story. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet that whatever level of corruption and, and grift you find over there, it is tenfold worse in Trumpistan. You know, with Trump and his and his kids. I mean, it's just this. There's no question. Oh, yes. So, so if you're going to play that game of 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 comparing, you know, bad incentives and uh, the venality of of these okay, so characters, you, it's but and your basic your controversy was saying, yeah, the, 
I, the, my controversy was saying that there yeah. literally there was nothing that you could learn about Hunter Biden at that point, right? That I would have cared about, including you know yeah, the corpses right. of kids in his basement, right? So yeah. that's, you know, that's that was probably a right. flourish that because I, I didn't. Because the other need, choice know. was Trump right. being president for more. Trump, and who was more who Trump, was, is not an option. Who was yeah. a sitting right. president who was right. declining to support a peaceful transfer of power. But yeah. you can see why it's easy pickings for critics of people like you and me. Because we're such free speech champions. Yeah. So the idea that, the, that we are even thinking about, like toying with the idea of not releasing everything right away, complete transparency, right. makes us giant hypocrites. Well, well, but, but not really. I mean, the problem is there are a couple of bright, shiny objects that have completely entranced people in... The, the what I would call the alternative media space. I mean, you're in you know you're in both spaces now. You know, like we're now having this conversation in Podcastistan, but you have your you know you have your sh- your main show. Right. So you, you like you you walk between those two worlds, but out here in podcast land, there <laughs> there people have this notion that the worst possible evil is cancellation. That everything should be talked about at great length. Because we're just asking questions, and there's no possibility of those conversations. Like, like, just sun. The sunlight is on everything at all times. Is always the best uh, approach, even if you're dealing with a public health emergency or a the threat of nuclear war, or like, like, like everyone just has an opinion. They're entitled to their opinion, and we should be, as a default, distrustful of institutions whether it's the government or the media or science or academia. Well, and, and, that's, and, and I'm, not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that our institutions haven't embarrassed themselves over the last few years. Of course they have. But the, the idea that the contrarian view is always or even mostly likely to be true is just not true. You know, Dr. It's just, Dawkins and I just had like a – a very long conversation mm-hmm. about medicine. Uh, I think he right. understood I'm sure me. That went well. What I, it did? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I think he had a somewhat erroneous notion at the beginning. So I don't know if I want to like have the same conversation now. I feel like that's where we're heading because right. when you say it sounds like to me, my antenna goes up because it sounds like you're asking the scientific community, and especially the medical scientific community, mm. to stand by because we have the one true opinion and we should just get behind that. Stand back and stand by. Stand <laughs> back and stand by. And that's just not where I'm at. And that's a, it's a far away from being an anti-vaxxer. I'm not any of that. Mm. Uh, but I am skeptical, as I think everybody should be, especially of medicine, because we just don't know that much. Mm. You know, I'm not... Was I worried about COVID? Never. Am I worried about cancer? Yes. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like, that's what I don't want to get. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think COVID would be terribly harmful to me. Uh, right. With, okay, well, I mean, so I don't think we should go down that rabbit hole, but I would right. just say by way of, you know, closing the door, I think that there are many different time points in the last three years where a, a different response was warranted. And so what was appropriate in, yeah. in May of, of 2020 uh, – was slightly different than what was appropriate in, in December of 2020. And, you know, and we're in a d- different moment now. And um, what we have, what, we, what we're dealing with now is 
such distrust of institutions that I worry that we just can't effectively message anything of consequence without it just getting obliterated by conspiracy thinking and partisan politics. Okay, but, but you know, there's, I mentioned to Dr. Dawkins, there's something called the Barrington Letter, which was signed by 16,000 doctors and scientists, right. basically dissension from how we were handling COVID. Yeah, and, yeah. and putting their their thoughts behind things that used to be fairly uh, accepted, like natural immunity is superior to pharmaceutical immunity, things like that, or at least should be, you know, like right. there are other many right. European countries who recognize natural, yeah. stuff like that that is not part of the one true opinion and, and what the CDC and what the government is telling you. And the combined with the fact that they were wrong about key aspects of the vaccine, the vaccine was miraculous, yes, it saved many lives. Um, but, like, I'm not saying they're corrupt, but there's lots of corruption in medicine, and we, we're, we're suing the Sackler family, or did, for billions and billions. It's not like pharmaceutical companies yeah. can't be doing things just for profit. I'm, even without, I'm not yeah, saying all that. That's, that's, all that's true. Yeah, all that's true, and I'm not saying that that's what's going on there. Although Pfizer, I think, did just quadruple the price of the next vaccine. Okay, they're in business. They have a right. And as Dr. Dawkins was saying, and I was concurring, it was a genius thing to come up with that new technology type of vaccine. Mm. And as I said to him, uh, there are some pathogens I would fight you for the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, we got unlucky in some ways because if, if, COVID, one. if, COVID, had caught, if COVID had been like monkeypox, where you just get covered in, in you know, pustules, right? I think we, the, the attitude toward the vaccine would have been quite different, right? Like this, this is, COVID was still an abstraction for many people. Um, but I, I think there's a few things going on that are complicating this issue. One is science is, science is messy and non-scientists are bad consumers of, of science, right? So like what we, when we view uh, changes of scientific opinion, and and scientific controversy and a and some kind of time course over which people are changing their minds and having debates and and yes. there's just basic uncertainty from the outside that looks like a failure of science right so like like science, the scientists don't know what the the hell's going on they where, don't no, that's well, the no, no, point but no but you have to so <laughs> a, 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 an emerging pandemic is the worst time to be doing. I mean, you're, you're now you're not doing well, science on a deadline. Okay, right? but but right? this is the we have to lie to people because they're too stupid. No, no, to there, there's know another the tr- political layer to this, which was awful, which I'll right. totally grant you. You, you got okay. people saying, you got epidemiologists saying, by the thousands saying that Black Lives Matter protests are okay. Maybe maybe you maybe we can put this to bed. Just yeah, yeah. see if you just agree with this. Okay, you can go, and I'm sure you see this on Twitter, social media, anywhere. You can see, and again, sixteen thousand doctors sign this thing. You can see so many doctors. You see their videos, who are very much dissenting. They're not crazy people. Most of them, um, almost all of them, believe that we should have the vaccine and thankful for it. And other their vaccine, they're not anti-vaxxers, right? But they are. Much more on where I've been on this kind of stuff. So, like, you know, if it's like like, I don't do likes, but if I did, it's like, yes, I'd be the... And there's thousands of them. Um, why are these doctors more... And there's doctors, okay. We yeah. wouldn't even pretend. I think you don't have to be an MD to, like, know as much. People can learn that. People have other... But, okay, let's just pretend that's not true. And it's just MDs who have the secret information of medicine. Hmm. 
why are this large group of MDs not as worthy as your group of MDs? That's all I'm saying. Right. Is that we should just have, there's too many doctors, serious doctors. They went to medical school and they're not on right. your page. Yeah. They're well, more on my page. So let's just, well, let's well, I'm just, not sure you know what my page just, is. Let's just demonize them and say that's the, just because maybe you have, you know, it's 60, 40 or so. Many of them, Many doctors don't speak out because they're intimidated because, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. not a good place for science to be, yeah. right? No, no, definitely not. It's just, but the, the problem is there's several things going on. One is it is always possible to find a PhD on any topic who's a lunatic. This isn't right? any. This isn't no, no, any. No, no, no. So I'm just saying that there's several things going yes, on, right? right. So there's, on the one hand, you have the the frank politicization of science where you have, uh, again, I mean, the most egregious instance of this was when the epidemiologist by like something like a thousand or more signed a letter saying, uh, okay, we just told you that, that all of these right-wing demonstrations were awful and dangerous and likely to get people killed. But now that we have Black Lives Matter demonstrations, that's fine because racism is even a greater public health emergency than COVID, right? Okay. That was, that was absolutely discrediting of institutional yes, science. Yes, it was. Right? And, and just terrible. Agree. Okay, so you have that happening. But on the, on the other hand, you, it's always possible to find an MD or a PhD who will say, who, who will say we didn't land on the moon, right? I'm like, like, but that's so, not who I'm talking no, about. No, 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 but there's some of that <laughs> happening. I'm not saying you're not talking, talking okay. about You're talking about that, that, but there's, there's some of that happening. Not, that, and that cool. was happening right. in the first no. month of the pandemic, right? You have people yeah. who are saying that, that millions of people are dying from the vaccines, right? So that, like, the, the, those claims got made by PhDs who you know, go on you know, Joe Rogan's podcast, for instance. Um, so you have that happening. Then you have just the basic uncertainty about all of this, about the epidemiology, about the, about the biology of COVID, about just how bad it is uh, clinically, about whether pe- people are, are actually dying from COVID or with COVID, You've got the the bad incentives in the system where there's, so, there's hospitals that are getting more so, money for, see, for, some for of, some of this. Just the way you're explaining it uh, is stuff that rings to to the these kind of doctors a little. I, I don't know. Something goes off because when you say from COVID or with COVID, it's always a combination. Uh, that's what. But, yeah, but it, but how you score that? It, I, exactly, it matters. But like you know, like long COVID. I, my guess is, I mean, you know, to, to, they left in Western medicine to give everything a new name. I think long COVID is probably mostly viruses are opportunistic. If you have some something in about you that is taxing your body a lot, you're going to be much more susceptible to something like the virus being able to retain. And some people just have ter- terrific bad luck, right? Is it, they have got they have no confounding. Factor. It's not like they're obese or they have any, anything else that's going on but it's contributing not, to it. it, it, it yes, they just, they just get very unlucky, you know, and that's yes, for reasons that, we don't understand. It's fairly rare. I think it's fairly rare. I think mostly you could tell who uh, it was going to be susceptible to, to long COVID because there's probably something. They might not know what it was. <laughs> Meanwhile, I now remember we were at dinner and I made a big show of having tested myself for COVID and, and I'm, I'm COVID free. <laughs> Meanwhile, I fucking had COVID and hugged two cancer patients at that dinner. Oh, literally hugged. Oh. I mean, two cancer patients. 
uh, made a great show of hugging them, oh. COVID-free, because I, I, I had tested myself with these, these uh, antigen tests. I took 19, I had COVID, I had COVID. I took 19 antigen tests, never tested positive. I tested positive by PCR and by, by the, the, the Q reader, right? And I, you know, I, I definitely had COVID. I had all the symptoms, well, symptoms of COVID. But meanwhile, I, I'm, I mean, and then I get on, I go on Twitter just whinging about these antigen tests. And, I, and, I'm, I, and, I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm tagging Michael Mina, the, like the, the guru of antigen tests. He's like the, the molecular biologist at Harvard who's, uh-huh. who's been like, you just, you, these antigen tests are, are God's gift to humanity. And I'm, I'm just saying, what the fuck is going on with these? So listen, it, so much of the last three years have been a, a total shit show of trying to get to some ground truth okay. of what's actually so going on. Just don't tell me what the one but, true opinion is. No, no, because well, there's not one true opinion. Okay, good. But it is, we are, we're in a terrible situation when we can't trust institutions. I right? agree. I so agree we, need, we, need to re, we need to rebuild well, then, institutions right. and we need to rebuild trust. Well, and part of that is not by dictating to people what to do about something that you were very wrong about, key aspects about, and which they can probably handle better. I always say when Obama sold Obamacare by saying, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That's what sold a lot of people. Right. Now, I was already pre-sold on Obama, but that I loved it. And that's what I'm going to say to you now. I like my doctor, and I'm going to keep my doctor. And my doctor doesn't agree with this you know, these are general sides. But, like, humans always wind up into two tribes. When this country started, there was no political parties. And Washington, the most prescient thing ever, he foresaw what we're going through now. Mm. He foresaw that if we devolved into these two parties, because it was human nature, eventually we would just get to this part now where we hate each other. So, like, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm... A little leery of 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 admitting that it's a both sides equivalent situation because what's happening on the right? No, it's not. It's I'm it's, not saying yeah, that. there's something fairly terrifying no, happening. I, oh, totally. With QAnon oh, I couldn't and agree Trump more. Saying, yes, it's, and authoritarianism. It's bonkers. Oh yeah. yes, no, it's much worse. Yeah. All I'm just making the point that humans always have to be break down into two groups. Like there is always an A and a B. It just I don't know. But but you well and I, so, I don't, but I don't think that's true of, of the two of us. I mean, you, so you, no. But I'm just saying on this issue, and it, it bugs me because I do, you know, but you love your I, mind. I don't. I don't, I don't think you understand my situation. Like so, like I don't know. I, so I haven't gotten the bivalent booster because so I had I had I've had three shots and I've had COVID. And yeah, I wouldn't I, get the booster. I, I'm I'm not in a rush to get the booster, right? So but 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 the CDC is telling me to get the booster. But I see the CDC just rankly politicized and, right. and inflexible. Okay. Now you're and, speaking my language. Okay. So, so, but, <laughs> but, but if we ro- roll back the timeline, you know, a year and a half, you and I might, I, I wasn't necessarily tracking everything you were saying there, oh, but I you, see. We, we might have been on a very different right. page, right? So well, when, let's when, hope when, we when this first thing was kicking off, when, when COVID was just kicking off, I, it made total sense to me to lock right. it down and and just just like treat this as a five alarm fire right until we understood what we were dealing with right and but as things yeah, evolved it's a, it's a, it, it required well, different a, a, a more flexible way of thinking about what was happening well i'm flexible because yeah. i got the shot so okay you well, know i mean uh 
I would say for selfish reasons more, like I just didn't want to give up my life, but I hate the way it's dividing people. You know, like... But climate change divides people? Yes. Trump but, divides but this, people? This, this one, climate change never divided anybody like for real in my life. This is very, you know what I mean? Like there are people who are very par COVID paranoid, mm. you know? I mean, Howard Stern and I... You know, for years, there was <laughs> really animosity. He, anyway, we, we got back together like, like two lost lovers. And we, we had just repaired this relationship. And we were like having this beautiful friendship. Hmm. Um, and now I think I'll never see him again. And right. I worry, I still love him. I hope he still loves me. But we're like, he is, a, in my view, you know, a, a germaphobe. You know, I think he would admit it's pretty obvious. Uh, and, you know, people have the right to be whatever level of scared they are of germs. Um, I can't live in that world. I don't want to. Mm. I, can't live in the, I can't live in your paranoid world. And I think that's probably... Now, there are things that would make me paranoid, you know, if smallpox came back. Yeah, I mean, th that, I that's what were, worries me, that we're, we're actually... So this was a... For, in my view, this was a dress rehearsal for something much worse. Right. And we didn't learn anything from the dress rehearsal. It was, it, and it was a completely learned, failed no, dress rehearsal. We learned we're going to fuck up yeah. the real thing. We we're going to completely fuck up the real thing. We are brought to you by SignalWire. SignalWire powers the future of cloud communications. Built by the tech OGs, the original geeks of software-defined telecom, their mission is to make it simple for you to build whatever you can imagine using real-time voice, video, or text messaging. The OGs at SignalWire have spent decades solving the most complex and awkward problems in communications. The only thing they can't help you with is when at Thanksgiving, Aunt Judy burns a dish she's cooking and Cousin Eddie says, you ruin those yams like you ruined my life. But for the computer-related communications problems, SignalWire has you covered. From broadcast quality video to ultra-low latency voice and messaging, SignalWire has the APIs and SDKs to create unique and intelligent communications experiences from within existing applications or websites or building a new app from scratch. Join the millions of other customers like Amazon, Ring, and Home Depot who are using SignalWire technology to build the communications experiences of the future. And in the spirit of the holiday season, SignalWire wants to give you a gift. Visit SignalWire.com slash random and claim a free t-shirt when you sign up for a demo. Go to SignalWire.com slash random and claim your free t-shirt. Go to SignalWire.com slash random. We are supported by heat holders. Nothing is worse than cold feet, unless you're getting married. <laughs> but if you're looking for the best way to keep yourself and your feet warm this winter, remember two words. Heat Holders. Heat Holders makes the warmest thermal socks, keeping your feet seven times warmer than regular cotton socks. Heat Holders uses their proprietary three-stage process, keeping your feet warm, comfortable, and dry. Discover the perfect comfort level for your family. Give Heat Holders to your loved ones this season. What's more, their socks come in three different warmth levels, like a thermostat for your feet, so you can choose the right socks for you. Choose from originals, lights, and ultralights. Heat Holders also makes best-in-class hats, gloves, base layers, blankets, and much more. Receive an amazing 25% off your HeatHolders.com order this week only through Cyber Monday by entering the code RANDOM25. That's random and the number 25. 
Plus, receive free shipping with any purchase of $25 or more. Don't freeze this winter. Heat holders will keep you warm. Remember to go heatholders.com and use code RANDOM25 to save 25% off your order through Cyber Monday. Go to heatholders.com today. I was saying that Richard was 81. He's amazing. Isn't he yeah, amazing? He's got good genes. He has better <laughs> genes than I have. I'm, I, I, I can't rely and on his is, genes. And he is so, like, always perfectly in character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he is the professor. Like, I'm, it's so funny. I was saying to him at one point about, uh, you know, the academia, like, its reputation has kind of gone downhill lately. You know, people in ivory towers. And he went, well, I, I rather like living in an ivory tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I love people who are like, so like, um, what do you call it? Uh, authentically themselves. Right. You know, they, they, they can't help not be. Like George Will and I have become. Oh, yeah? I hope good. I love him. Oh, Always nice. did. Nice. Um, I never met him. But we met once on somebody else's show like 12 years ago and he was on a panel. I think he thought I was a crazy liberal and I thought he was a fire-breathing conservative no, I didn't, because I read his stuff, and I loved it. Um, I said to him the first time he was on my show, I said, you, your writing always kept my liberalism honest. Nice. Yeah. And he said, like... Yeah, no, I've appreciated his essays. And he said something back that was... I loved it so much to the point of people being themselves. I don't remember word for word, but it was sort of like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> what, you know, it totally <laughs> took all the gravitas out of my compliment, like... And I thought, oh, you're exact. But no, it's like he, a Sinatra he, story I've heard, where he, some, somebody was, uh, you know, just praising like Mr. Sinatra. You've come, and he says, "I think I know." And like, well, what, what are you drinking? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. The other great one is uh, Don Rickles used to tell the Sinatra story where the time Frank saved my life. People, really, what? Well, these three three guys were beating me up, and Frank came over and said, "That's enough." Very <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, funny. Do you ever go to Vegas? Uh, you ought to come to I, Vegas I, I with me. I've been to Vegas, but you ought to come a long time. You know, I do Vegas like five or six right. times a year. Yeah, yeah. no, well, it's like be fun. Yeah, we jet. Yeah, just yeah, like no. I'm Kylie Jenner. I, I, I'd hang with you in in. in um, yeah. Bring your beautiful wife, of course. Um, show, you know, you could like the second you, I go do you, see. Do you do Vegas more than you do other places? Is that your most oh, yeah. repeat? Because event? Vegas is a is the crowd comes to you. That's why people have residencies in Vegas, right? Because it's 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 like touring, except that the <laughs> the cities come here. Mm. It's amazing. I mean, that's why you can yeah. play it six times a year. Right, right. Is that or, what you, or 50 times a year. How, how many times a year do you six. play? Six, yeah. <laughs> but there are people who are there every night for decades. Yeah, no, it's, that's crazy. I, mean, yeah, it's, I think it's Penn like, and Teller. Yeah, Penn and Teller. Started during yeah, the Eisenhower it's, it's administration. Yeah, it is amazing. What, yeah. <laughs> and then, that, I mean, it's a tribute to how popular they are, but also that there's a new no. stream of people. You yeah. couldn't, like, do a date in Buffalo, New York. Couldn't do that every yeah. or Manhattan. <laughs> no, uh, just imagine trying to trying to launch a, a residency <laughs> in Manhattan. You'd last you know eleven days, and then people would move on. You, you know, mean because there's so fickle? There's just so much else going on in Manhattan, and then and people right. aren't traveling for that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it was in the same kind of market. But did you ever see a? You ever go see a Vegas show? 
Yeah, like uh, Cirque du Soleil. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? It's not beneath you? But it's been a long time. Yeah, it's not you know, beneath you, Mr. Egghead? No, no, not at all, but I mean, it's, just, it's been, I, mean, I think it's probably been 15, 20 years since I've been to Vegas. Oh, so you got to uh, take I, I, need, I need the Bill Maher initiation you, in Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. Yeah, awesome. Annika is going to like, I mean, you, it's going to like she, lose. She it. may break up with me, but it's uh, worth No, it. but she is going to lose the mortgage money like, like in that <laughs> movie. Remember the Albert Brooks movie where they... Where they lost in America, right? Yeah, yeah. Genius, where yeah. they they have their nest egg, right? And they're gonna quit the rat race. It's like three hundred thousand dollars. They get an RV. They're gonna go across country and just live off the interest. And and the first night they're in Vegas, and she loses the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you gamble? No, no. Not probably, that's probably good if you're going there six times a year. And right. No. Um, that I mean, you know, that's people I, have I, problems with that. I, mean, I can answer that question yeah. philosophically. Do I gamble? Not with chips in Las Vegas. I think right. I get. You know, we all take certain gambles in life, right? No, no, but it, it, <laughs> it's it's different when you're going to play poker until six in the morning and you're you're losing that a ton of money. That holds no allure for me. Right? Do you? No. Like the idea that I mean, I can I get it. I get the dopamine thing when you when you win something. I, I, people I, I, must I felt be that. dopamine wired differently yeah. than me because I get none. All I'm just, I mean, I can go to a, you know the blackjack table or whatever with a thousand dollars and go, okay, well, this is a little amusement yeah, that'll I'm last an this. hour yeah. that costs a thousand dollars. Where they slowly take my money. Right. That's what it is, okay? Yeah. But I know that going. It doesn't bother me. because It's like, okay, this this ride costs $1,000. It's a very expensive ride. Right. But when you're sitting with your friends and, you know, it's fine. Okay, you know. But to actually be living sometimes right on the edge of what's going to go on in your yeah. life, like you'll, you're, that's your kid's Christmas money, that kind of thing, yeah. is yeah. like, why would you stress yourself out? That's so not. I mean, but there's a whole mind. spectrum. There are people who are living on the edge, but then there are people who are wealthy. Like, like I mean, I just read David Milch's memoir, and he had a massive gambling issue with with racehorses, and he just oh, I mean, it's millions yeah. and millions of dollars. He pissed away no, on racehorses. No, it's yeah. funny. It, it's for just for some people, it's what gives them a boner. Yeah, you know, it's all about what gives you a boner. And it's not sex for many people. Right. I mean, for some people, it's like power. I never quite understood that when I would, you know, it's like, well, I mean, it's interesting. There have been a bunch of books published recently on status, and status is not a variable I've thought about very much, but st- like status encompasses all of this. It's like wealth, power, fame. Like the, these are all ingredients in status, and status is this, this ever-shifting object where depending on the context you can have more or less status depending on the variables that are salient so like if, you, if you're talking like this you huh. who are more famous than let's say some academic you're talking to but if you're talking on a certain issue well then the academic has more status on that issue and you can be you worry you might worry about being embarrassed by you're you're not understanding the issue or you should you should worry that if you're not too stoned to worry about that i'm uh, totally not worried about that but finish your okay, thought yes yes um, but but and, and then there's youth and beauty and like there's many things happening that that all redound to someone's status in certain situations and then there are people who are winning the status game 
on you know multiple variables like the the wealthiest right. and they're the, 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 the most famous and right. the most the youngest and then the most beautiful <laughs> and, and and but right. it, it's it, but it, it's very interesting that like once you think about status as what people are gravitating toward however unconsciously you start to see it in the world in a way that is it, mm. it's it is it's fascinating it's it is kind of the but the, isn't but doesn't grand attractor to, but status itself to me seems like a conduit not the destination status gets you what what is it that right. well good, good what, question yeah what does it get you well i i mean i for for people like with a high libido i think it gets you sex yeah you know there are some people who for the, that's why they want the status or or the money or the, just whatever swaggy thing going on in their life that attracts the opposite sex. Right. Okay. I mean, women can do it too. Um, that, I get that. But status for, or power for itself, I'm not really sure why. I guess What do you mean? What is power when you... Well, it's like, make, to me, power is <clears throat> making other people do what I want them to do. Right. That's a lot of life. Like, if you could give, if everyone, like, really had that power... The human race would destroy itself in twenty four hours. Well, that's one I mean. of the pleasures of watching a show like The Sopranos, where you like, like, <laughs> like you, you can see it like the the inner maniac comes out. We say like, when you look at Tony Soprano, ah. and you think, "Fuck, that's what I want to be able to do." Like, like there are several situations where I just want to be able to take the guy into a back room and beat him senseless. Right? Like, like uh, that's, exactly. That, but, but status is, is a surrogate for that in in polite society. The fact that like so, there are people who will do things for you because you're you know rich and famous, right? And so you're not your power is not the power of Vladimir Putin, where you're saying, listen, you're going to do this thing or you're going to disappear. But you are asking someone to do something. It's it's a friction free and suddenly a friction free environment where they want to do that thing because you're you you have the status that you have and they wouldn't want to do that thing for somebody else. I and having been around enough musicians and talked to enough musicians, no one can really well maybe like movie star actors can it's the same kind of thing but very people understand like what it's like. No wonder they all go nuts because there is this level of adulation. Yeah. That allows them to like live in this crazy bubble. I mean, I've certainly interviewed people from all walks of show business, politics, business, the, you name it, musicians. Yeah, Beyond we'll go, all. That's what's happening to sort Kanye. Of in yeah, a, that's yeah. Kanye's problem. He's a genius. He's, he's been told he's a genius for so long by so many people that he just thinks the he, music he gets, knows everything. Music gets to people in a certain right. way. Um, that dick jokes do not. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and so, like, because there is this, like, visceral love for the person who made that song mm. that you love so much, and I'm sure you have songs like that, you just love, so I do, um, they confuse it with this person is fucking Jesus, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And so the adulation is so great that it puts them in this world where anything they want, you know, it's, everyone tries to give them the best thing they have. They always have, like, the best drugs, the best supermodels, you know, the, the best 
whatever. It's been, it's, I love that song so much. Yeah, Here yeah, have, here's my liver. Here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best liver you're going to get yeah. in Miami. Oh, there are yeah. people who would give yeah. Cardi B their liver. Right. There are. You'd have, you, have to, you have to have a contest to see who would <laughs> yes, give yes, Cardi yes. B. A wet t-shirt liver contest. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi, yeah. take my liver. Right. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Although I, I do, th- I think comedy probably it's hit corrupt. some of those same buttons. I mean, it's, so, so like, like, like what Dave well, Chappelle is happening is is doing when in front of his audience has that kind of rock star. Yeah, comedians. Yeah. Comedians can rock star out for a while. Yeah, it's still comedy, and it'll always come down to earth. Is that? But yeah, they they have like moments of that. But it's just it's still different. It's some it, <laughs> there's no bass, <laughs> okay, Sam. There's no bass that's like throbbing in your balls. You know, like when people go to a concert and like it's also the lyrics. You know, especially for women. Women all their life, all they want is for the men in their life or any man or something with a penis to like be communicative in the way they are. Right. To because their big complaint about men is that we're kind of clammed up, you know, and we don't express ourselves, and right. you know, blah blah. You've blah. been talking to Annika. What the? What's going on? <laughs> is this, interve- <laughs> this must be my intervention. Finally. So, yeah. what does music do for women? Yeah. That there's a guy who's openly opening his heart. And saying you're three times a lady or whatever the fucking bullshit they want to hear yeah. from us. I knew this there guy... was some reason why I didn't like John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Mayer? <laughs> yes, Mayer. It's even better yeah, you right. mispronounce yes, exactly, it. Yeah. An extra dish. Yeah. He's actually a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, really. I mean, yeah. He's a bright yeah. guy. And no, I like him. Jo- I'm, I'm joking. I, I know not, you I are. do not dislike No, him. no. He was a perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. choice because he, yeah. he sort of got known as a douchebag you know he he was young and not he was just you know what he did he he made the cardinal sin of thinking oh the people in the press they seem to like me i can trust them right. no you can't john yeah. they're not well, you they're can't, not rooting for you john the thing i've discovered is that print media is a is a distinct situation with respect oh. to the press that you're not you, like the, the liability of have just having a conversation it for like a print profile is completely different than going on television or going on radio or it, because the opportunity to distort yes. what is said oh. and to just give an impression of what was said. True that. It, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, and very few people appreciate it from the outside. No. Yeah, so when I read these profiles of people that are uncharitable, I, I you know, I, I, I take sympathize. it with a yeah. grain of yeah, salt yeah. also. Yeah. Right. I mean, there was, the times had it, article this week about uh, five years after the Me Too movement. Um, looks like things are slipping back. And I read the article and I was like, no, that, that, <laughs> that's not really what it looks like at all. Um, you know, the Me Too movement was, they just wanted to write an article right. <laughs> that said that yeah. and that did not deter them that there was no evidence yeah. to back. That, I mean, a few little things. You can make any yeah. case for anything. A millennial but who left me- Brandeis, you know, 14 days ago wanted to write that <laughs> exactly. article. Yeah. And, you know, you can, you can um, find anything in anything, but Me Too was specifically about 
men getting away with horrendous behavior to women, everything and including rape. And the Me Too movement said, it's, you know, you just can't, it's just not, uh, you're all playing with five fouls from now on. You know, you just can't treat women like this. I mean, it was a real watershed. I don't feel like we've retreated from that. We still have a way to go with it because like, yeah, did they make people nervous in the movie industry? Yes. How nervous they are at the Tyson food plant right? when you're yeah. sexually harassed on the line or somebody says at Taco Bell, would you like better hours? Suck my dick. I, you know, those things don't. <laughs> re- <laughs> this, is a, this is the worst Taco Bell, Taco Bell commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> listen, you're not. Listen, I, I know you wanted them as a sponsor, but ah. you just blew it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's a terrible tagline. Product placement is not all it's cracked up to be. You want better hours? <laughs> Suck my dick. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, one thing that happened there is that so you had the you had the nuclear bomb of Harvey Weinstein, and then you had everyone who got wrapped up in the you just got pulled into the centrifugal force of that story, and then just got added to the sentence. You got Harvey Weinstein, and you got Kevin Spacey, and you right. got Louis C.K., and you got and all of these as you as the sentence got longer, these situations got less and less analogous to yes. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, so some people got very unlucky in that moment and it's uh, i mean we just you have to be able to talk but, about the gradations but of, it did not deter the media from just throwing your picture up next to harvey weinstein yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you did yeah. it was yeah. you and harvey weinstein yeah. i mean there must have been some motherfuckers who were like oh for fuck's sake yes. <laughs> really but that again you know you can't trust them you the thing you do about um people of bad faith you know, yeah. Well, it's your uh, bad faith hunk. I love that. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Well, I mean, bad, bad faith is. I mean, we sh- it's uh, people who are making arguments that they know are not true, but they know they can get away with it, it because they know their fans will like it. Well, is that it, the it, definition? It, it, well, it's the it's the most interesting thing to not care about people's actual intentions. I mean, so there are people who essentially have become human sacrifices where even the people who are hurling them from the rooftops know they're not actually guilty of the thing that they're accused of, whether it's racism or, you know, me too, or like pick your transphobia, pick your flavor. The, it's just, you have to break some eggs to make this diversity omelet or this right. equity omelet and, and yeah. so like we're just gonna right. we're just gonna destroy this person because it's all in a good cause and that's um that's what where it truly becomes toxic yeah i mean you're a brave dude you know because like your thing after um you know i guess it was not right George, after george the, floyd yes uh, yeah where you just Straight to camera, as we would say, but I guess straight to mic. Yeah. Um, you know, no guest. And it was just, you know, that's what I strive to do, too. I think we're very often, you know, cousins holding hands in this lily field we're walking through. Tr- just try to be the voice that people go, yes, that sounds like what it really is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. hear, I've been hearing this other shit from both sides. 
okay, thank you. That sounds like what it probably really is. And, you know, you just went through the stats of like, yeah, there's definitely a problem of racism that persists. Certainly it's been the worst sin America ever committed up until now. Um, Yes, there's problems with the police. I mean, I certainly have said things on television nobody ever said before about the police, and I'm Mm. surprised they didn't pull me over. But, you know, um, they're basically not a gang of racists. Mm. And you, the stats, you know, what is it, like a 1,000 people are killed by the police a year? Mm-hmm. Well, like when I heard, I, I don't think before I heard you say that, I don't, I don't know if I could have reeled off that stat, which is why a podcast like yours is so valuable to someone like me. And the first thing I thought was, <laughs> okay, well, it's a country of yeah. 335 million yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are armed. And a lot of, well, them are, of that thousand, are fucking mo- most of that thousand are in the process of trying to kill the police. I mean, like, <laughs> they're not, these are not innocent people uh, who are killed by police. There's a, a subset of well, a thousand who are, who are okay. unarmed and not gotta, resisting arrest. I got to stop you there because mm-hmm. the phrase, in the process of trying to kill the police... That's the problem, well, because please. because the police interpret that now way too loosely. In the process of trying to kill them means twitching, moving. Well, the the, pro- like, the problem is okay. people don't understand how to get arrested. Like there, there's right. just there's <laughs> massive ignorance. <laughs> yeah, I've heard but, your let, thing on let, that. That's yeah. a great thing. <laughs> let me great. give you an infomercial you know, on how to get be, arrested. The, the world was slightly different. You would be the comedian, and I would be you, right? Because your mother was a comedy writer, a great one. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's she's my hero. Yeah. Okay, so I see that it's in you, but but that you're hunk on that. Do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I mean, it's it it is like when you've actually trained with firearms, and you you can adopt something like the cop's eye view of of, right. of, of these evolving situations, and you you realize that. In a situation where they're where where they're in the presence of someone who's going to reach for a gun and shoot them in the face, they have a <laughs> they have a second to decide whether right. in in fact they are in that situation. Right. And so everything depends on what you're doing with these. Right. So it's your hands. So if if you suddenly say, "Oh, let me get my license," and you turn, right, like all of a sudden, right. you, th- this is an emergency. Right. And you, so people, and, and so when people don't comply and they don't put, keep their hands in the steering wheel and they, and they, and they go right. into their pockets and all of that is just, is just chaos from the point of view of, of a cop to having to s- decide whether to escalate. I the, still the think they're going to the bullpen too quick on this, a little too quick on the trigger finger there. Yes, I agree. Things happen quickly. Yeah. No, but no, the, well, I no think they're they're always, view- you can find videos that are awful where these where you're you're looking at someone who should never have been a cop or was well, had no training. I think or, the mainstream yeah. cop view is if there's a chance I could get killed, just kill them first. And I think that's got to change. Well, now the mainstream cop view is I don't want to wind up on YouTube, so I'm not even going to go over there and police the situation. Right. Right, and so now That's, we have this escalating crime problem. It's it's yeah. unbelievable if the woke only knew, you know, like how much they're damaging their own supposedly right. liberal issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, I. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm there's, reading, there's a lot. There's a lot to figure out. Yeah, it's, these are these are problems that are not 
they should be easy to solve, but they're they're really not. And the fact that we can't actually talk about them without getting defenestrated is a layer of the problem that I'm convinced we have to solve. It's a, it's great that you have you know the format you have with it was very smart to set it up that way mm. that yeah nobody yeah. can tell you yeah you no, don't it, have advertisers it's a great it's, it's a great luxury at this it's point. a great yeah. thing but i mean you established it in the beginning it was a wise choice the biggest audiences would be um probably upset you know if at some point you did that because right. oh i thought we were friends now, what am I a whore now? Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> Got to be paid, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But this way, you know, I I feel like I have trust in this product because this product, you know, can't is not bought, right? Can't be yeah, bought, yeah, yeah, and can't be deterred. Yeah, it's uh, you know. I mean, you, I'm in a weird position because I, I don't I don't know how many people can replicate my business model so i'd like so people come to me and, and ask advice about you know what they should do with their podcast or you know their newsletter or whatever it is and it's it's hard to extract a generic message from what i've been able to do but i i feel incredibly grateful that it's oh, working I, well, you you it's, were it's talking just, on that one you did about the the little controversy over hunter biden right and you said i don't have a team and you mentioned a few people, me, you mentioned who don't have a team. Yeah, yeah. It's like Andrew Sullivan. Yeah, I think I yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and that's... The, the team being, you, you've taken both sides, like you, you've offended the left and the right so much that I, when you say something that, that is perceived as radioactive, there are not many people who are, for, based on a tribalistic motive, just right. going to defend you blind. Right. right? Like they, they have to wait and see and also, whether you've said something And crazy. also, like the right-wing media prints and reproduces what I said that is favorable to their point of view. Right. And ignores all the criticism. Yeah, yeah. And vice versa on the left. Right. So no one is ever getting information. It is up to, I feel like it's up to this little band of brothers and sisters. Barry Weiss, I would yeah, also yeah. throw in that. That's great. Yeah. Is doing it. And Nellie Bowles, I think. This is a, a, a not a great number of people, but stick with what we're doing because it will i think it will just attract on its own because yeah. you can see that there is this this amorphous uh dissatisfaction with the two sides even when they're in them people don't like it who who would like yeah. always being at war that we're in this cold civil war where well, you- also it's just insane that if i know your position on climate change i with gr- with, with great confidence know your position on gun control and abortion and trump and it's like like how who has a worldview that is so easily predicted based on all of these unrelated topics like you're that, saying people really are like that or they're really well, not many people in the country are like that and that i mean the polarization left and right has has just captured people on all of these issues that never get sort of reevaluated. Right, like I mean, it's just like yes, there is a. I, I agree with you. There's a massive cohort of people who are uncomfortable with that, but the center is a place that is hard to. It, it functions by a different dynamics. It's not. It's not tribal almost by definition. It's not. 
it, it can't be leveraged in the same way. We, like, like what we have are like 8% of woke social justice identitarian activists <laughs> and 8% of, you know, tr- Trumpist QAnon lunatics driving right. most of yes. the conversation. Right. It's, it's terrifying. It's, it is. And completely dysfunctional. And that g- goes back to my <laughs> thesis, the phone is the portal <laughs> yeah, the to evil. The phone has broken our brains, yeah. The phone is the portal to evil. It has broken our brains. No. Uh, so many people, I can't imagine ever reading a book again. Yeah. Not because they're stupid, just because the phone, you know, just a book. Except you can't watch a TV show. Yeah. Or yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> that is amazing. It's, What's happened to the attention span of I read safety. this article about... I forget what college it was, but the person was saying, used to be when you were walked into like the lecture hall, there's 40, 50 kids in there, and it would be noisy, they're all talking, and then the professor walks in the room, okay, settle down, settle down, you know, but take a minute, because they were, now you walk in dead silence. Yeah, they're all looking at their phones. Yeah, amazing. That's not going to a good place. Yeah. You know what my yeah. theory is? Huh, No. I don't. Well, 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 let me I think. never said it. <laughs> I never said it. Wait, I think I'm getting it. I'm, I'm just making it up now. Yeah, okay. But it, no, I thought of it actually yesterday. My theory mm. is that the only people who can lead us out of this rabbit hole we're in with the iPhone technology are women because the phone is very conducive to the male wiring. Like if you said to me 50 years ago, um, yeah, you don't have to like go up to a girl in a study hall anymore. You, we'll just give you this thing, you hold it in your hand, and you can yeah. look at all pictures of girls. No, not just the ones who went to the high school, like uh-huh. all girls, and you'll find one who likes you too, and then you'll, you know, you'll uh, text her. You don't have to talk to her in person. Uh, so you know, if she turns you down so much, just text, what's up? <laughs> and then send a picture of your dick hmm. and the eggplant emoji. Or someone's dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Send her and a picture then, of Ron Jeremy's dick. <laughs> if I sent a dick pic, I would send a picture of me holding the newspaper with the date on it. <laughs> a current yeah. picture of yeah. my dick. Proof but of I life. Wouldn't, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But, okay, so the fact that men can do that. But you really think women are less infatuated with the technology than men? Yes. Because, not, of course, women are on their phone too. But in general, women are much more communicative people. They want to talk. Boy, do they, huh? <laughs> Am I right, bros? <laughs> Chicks can talk, and, and we love them for it because they're perfect ethereal beings. Please. That's always been my view. Um, once in a while, you get one who's a little pushy, but not often. Anyway, like this, I think, is key. They, it does not conform. Women have not changed. They still want to be talked to and talk this yeah, but they Doing also want, the they want, they want to not... text and they want to FaceTime and they want like like I've got I've got two girls. I've got a teenage girl. She I mean screen time is 
you know, this is like, she is like one of the apes in 2001 with a fucking monolith. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, it is just. This is your own daughter you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, Does she yeah, know yeah, you just, talk about her like this? You know, it, it, is the, it is the perfect attractor. You know, so if, if, if I had a, a son, I can't imagine him wanting more screen time than, than my daughter wants. So it's. It's not. I'm and not, I'm not she, noticing the gender. She's limited to how many? How, oh yeah. No. No. We're uh, it's North Korea over in our house. What? Is, yeah, no, <laughs> meaning there, you're there, the dictator. There, there, no, there's real there's real limits on on screen time. Oh, good for you. But, yeah. If I was the kind of person who reached across and yeah. shook hands, I'd do it now. Yeah, but I'm yeah, not that kind of person. Right. You know. You're a germaphobe. What would that add? Yes. I'm not a germaphobe. No, I know. You're a germaphobe. No, no. Howard no. Stern's a germaphobe. <laughs> Howie Mandel's a germaphobe. I'm not. I, I'm, just, your, I'm, I'm just ger- I'm just germ informed. I'm not a germaphobe, but germ informed. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. I no. I, 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 I think you and I probably have the same file on germs. I think yeah. we. Yeah. yeah. Um, although you know, not to get back on this, but again, the point of humans always dividing into two groups: um, Republicans and Democrats, whatever it was. Um, terrain theory. You know, Louis Pasteur on his deathbed recanted and said, yes, Beauchamp was right. It's the terrain. In other words, we're always being invaded by pathogens. It's the terrain they find. The analogy being the mosquito in the swamp. If there's not a swamp, it can't breed. But let's not get back on it. I'm a big fan of of luck. Yeah, I mean, luck luck accounts for an immense amount. Like, there are people who are incredibly fit, who eat all the right stuff, and who die of cancer far too early. And Very few. No, it happens, it, yes. It, genetics, it, it, Matt. Just, yeah. yeah, you can get a yeah. bad genetic genetics. Gen- are, genetics are half of every story, you know, even psychologically. I think, that's, I think that's, see, I would not agree with that number, but I would agree with the basic idea that they're it's, very important and they can absolutely rat for it. We're blame, all in a vast lottery. I think we blame too much on genetics and germs. They're both obviously very important, but I think that's where Western medicine is kind of mono-focused on, on, well, that would be well, dual-focused. Yeah. I mean, there's, just, there's not much to do about genetics currently, you know, personally. Um, and, <laughs> right. you know, it's like no. you're not going to, you know, CRISPR yourself and well, re-engineer your <laughs> genome. Yeah. Uh, I tell although you, some people have done that. I got awfully excited when I read about CRISPR. Yeah. Where are we with CRISPR? You wouldn't know, like, that kind of stuff. I'm actually not that close to, to recent research on it, but um, I, mean, I had Jennifer Dowden on my podcast a couple of years ago. Um, who, how, who, how many years did you, were you in like college plus all your graduate school before you were like out in the world? Away well, from- I was, I was uh, how a many hard years? case. Because I, so, I, so I took 11 years off between my sophomore and junior year of college. Is that right? Yeah. So 11 I, I, years. Yeah. And that I, is a gap. I reinvented the 60s for myself. I went to India and Nepal. I, oh, that's I, right. I, I've I heard you. I very into meditation. Okay, and, so that was that period. Yeah, yeah. So then I went back to school. For now you're in your I, early 30s. Yeah, I was 30, 31. And then I, then I, I, I finished at, uh, I mean, it was, it was relevant that it was at Stanford because Stanford was like a one school where you actually didn't have to reapply. You can't actually drop out of Stanford. Like, like Tiger Woods could go back tomorrow, and the registrar wouldn't blink. He'd be in the computer. You know, he'd just show up for classes. Whereas every other school, I think, you have to write a letter like every year saying, listen, I'm still alive. I'm, I want to come back. I'm, just, I'm not a ne'er-do-well. I'm not on crack. Right. <laughs> you know, so, you know, don't, don't cancel me. Right. Um, 
So, but Stanford's not like that. So I, I was able to go back with, with no impediment. Wow. And so then, but then I, so then I did a PhD in neuroscience, but. Yeah, how after, long does that take? Well, it, if you're me, it takes nine years. Nine years. Because I was away for four years. I was AWOL writing books because what happened. So, so I, I had finished my coursework, but then 9-11 happened. Oh. And I wrote my first book, The End of Faith. And then oh. I got inducted into oh. the pantheon of, of New Atheists. One of my favorite books and, of all time. And I was, you know, I was off and running as an author. And then I went back. Oh, I finished. didn't realize that. I didn't realize that you finished after you wrote that book. Yeah, I wrote right. two books. I wrote Letter to a Christian Nation. Oh, too. another one so, of my faves. Oh. So I was, you know, it was, uh, I was, I was a hard case, but um, wow. it was all useful. And I mean, I, I feel like I did everything backwards, but it was all. But, okay, so nine years total? In- yeah. But, but four years were I really, I, I just had a toe in, in the lab. So, so you know. everything that you really needed to learn, honestly. Well, how, so, well two, many- two years, there's like two years of coursework, and then there's, the, then, then there's your, your dissertation research. You know, so. But like, really nine years? Like, couldn't, like. No, it, if, it could have been, it should have been five years for, for me. Not three? <laughs> well, so, I mean, no, I have. I don't think I've heard of anyone do, doing a PhD, a neuroscience PhD, in three years. But like four years is possible. And what kind of stuff do you learn when you're in neuroscience class? Like, was well, everything? Like it's science. It's 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 everything it's, related to the brain and nervous system. So but it's, it's a lot so, of biology and chemistry. I yeah. mean, it's it's the it's the nuts and bolts of it that yeah. that the average person doesn't have a clue about. Yeah, I mean, so you're learning. So there's and, there's like a core curriculum of of courses you have to take, which give you just, I mean, it's everything from like the molecular biology of the nervous system on up to just, to just the systems so, and the, and the neuropsychology of it and, 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 and then the anatomy of it. So like you're, you're doing, it's like you're, you're, you're everything from like studying the eye of a fly to studying human beings and the kind of deficits they would have based on neurological injury. Right. And so like all, all of that gets studied over, over maybe two years and then you decide what your specialization is. And for me, it was, I, I, want, I knew I wanted, I mean, I went into neuroscience very much as a, as a, a neurophilosopher. Like, I knew I was not going to be curing Alzheimer's. I was not going to open a lab and, and, and do biology. I wanted to study the human mind and the, the, the nature of human subjectivity. And, I, I, and I've always been interested in how our evolving conversation about science is changing and should change the way we think about ourselves and what it means to live a good life and how we want to structure society. And it's like, so it's like, well, what do we understand about good and evil at the level of, but of, what, of what we understand about the mind? That's really the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like so that, that, we, that's what my, my interest. And so it's, it's always been adjacent yeah. to philosophy for me. And so I, yeah, I, I would just, I wanted to have the tools of neuroscience to have a, a conversation about the human mind. And so what's so like, What's something you know from all this book learning you did for nine years? What's <laughs> something you, highfalutin book learning? What's some, something you know from all this highfalutin book yeah. learning about the the chemistry and the whatever of the human mind that would make me think, oh, if we're disagreeing about something, you know something I don't that affects it, that affects right. it. Right, right. <laughs> I love the way you hit affects it. <laughs> exactly. That's really. Um, you, I feel you. 
Um, well, yeah. I mean, it depends on what, what the topic is, but, but like, you know, there, there are topics, there are topics in, uh, that I think science should have decided long ago that people think are still, you know, kind of hot, hot topics of debate in, in, you know, the wider culture. Um, I mean, the, the, the one that I, I have hit pretty hard, you know, personally is, is, is the issue of free will. Right, like so, so. Many people think they have free will. I they love Elon like, free will. You know, they're just they they're uh, you know it's important to them that they have it, and it is the framework through which oh. they view their kind of moral the moral economy and the moral universe, and it affects everything. Yes. It affects the justice system. Of it affects your Absolutely. intuitions about you know good and evil, um, and free will makes no sense scientifically. It, right, and people don't want to admit it because <laughs> even some very smart people don't want to admit it because they feel they have it, right? And it's a powerful illusion, which uh, I would argue... Well, you have this- it to a certain degree, right? I mean, I can decide what to watch tonight when I get home and get into well, bed. Well, it feels that way, yeah. But I'm really being controlled by the Great Pumpkin? What do you mean? No, I mean... Well, no, it's... it's it, it, well, it depends at what level you want to talk about it. But I'm not saying there's no difference between voluntary and involuntary actions. I know. No, I, I think you're right. You know... To bring technology into this, I think, to your point about free will, we are always have been slaves to the technology. And the, the smartphone is only the latest example of it. We have no control over what technology does to us. Example, the cotton gin. Cotton so, gin fucked me up. <laughs> no, but it did fuck some really? people up because slavery was on its way out. Yeah. And then a device came along that made it a lot more profitable. Right. And humans were like, slavery, did we, yeah. sla- did we say we're getting Wait, rid of Did we say we're getting slavery? rid of slavery? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm taking bids on the slavery. Yeah, you must right. have misheard me. No, no, no. We're not getting rid of slavery at all. I mean, that shows to me that people cannot resist technology. And, um, you know, fire caught on. Uh, fire? <laughs> are you pro or con on fire? <laughs> well, it's not that simple, Senator. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> I believe fires, in a middle fires ground. fires are bad? <laughs> what? I believe in a middle ground on fire. Fire good? Yes. Right. Fire bad? Yes, yeah. sometimes. No, but fire, according to uh, Yuval Harari, I know uh, he's been, yeah, he's been great uh, on your show. I like him a lot. Oh, I know. Right. He's on uh, Real Time this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's right. So um, he, in Sapiens, makes the point that when we had fire, it allowed us to cook food, which killed the parasites and bacteria, which allowed the, we had giant intestines. We allowed, we allowed us to evolve with less intestine and more brain power. Mm. Um I guess that's not really a good, good example of this particular, but I just wanted to get fire yes. in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I, I do think we cannot resist the technology when it comes along. I mean, look at how it was uh, front page in the paper today, like global warming steps have nothing's happened. Nothing's happened since like countries pledged, like only 26 out of 170 con- mm. countries have done anything with their whatever pledge they made. Um, well, I mean, here's where I, I think there's a, a important distinction between the system level view of human behavior and the individual level view. So like, so what we want are systems 
that allow even kind of mediocre, selfish people to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You don't want a system where you have to be a, a moral hero to do the right thing. Right. right? And th- that's what we have too much of the time, where it's like to, do, to, to contribute meaningfully to the, the, the cessation of climate change, you have to be someone who's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to inventory my carbon footprint and I'm going to allocate all kinds of money to offset things, and I'm not going to fly too much, and I'm not going to eat eat these <laughs> things. Like, no, you want to you want a system where th- where where good behavior is incentivized, right. and 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 the negative externalities of certain things are are canceled, and you want you want you know absolute imbeciles to uh, effectively behave like saints because it's just it's good for them, and they feel it. It's it, because it, the incentives are all aligned appropriately. Yeah, and and we we don't have that, and it's it's possible to have that. It's possible to, yeah, to I mean, tune the incentives. I know capitalism is evil and a legacy of colonialism and blah 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 blah, but capitalism does a marvelous job, even with its flaws, of harnessing selfishness. To we, something we want to harness. We 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 can't in any no. kind of uh, time horizon that matters cancel selfishness. So we want to harness it. To we want wise selfishness. One of uh, the first issues we did on Politically Incorrect in 1993 was um, marriage is like communism. (laughs) It seems ridiculous now, but really, somebody on TV said that. Right. But the point remains, it kind of is. If you don't conform institutions to human nature, they have a hard time for succeeding. You know... People are selfish and <laughs> horny. <laughs> it's just very hard. So, like, if you expect people to not, like, do the thing that's going to make them richer and give them right. all the, you know, guilt. Uh, well, I mean, status is also a relevant variable here. Like, like it's just once you attach... Once you uh, once you make certain things transparent, right? Like the, there are all these experiments where, like, if you know that if you know that your neighbors know how much water you're using, all of a sudden your relationship to how much water you're using changes, right? Like, like, right. So like these are all there are all kinds of you know there's a behavioral economics of uh, around all of this which we could leverage in in, in intelligent ways, uh, but. I actually, I, I do think, I mean, on issues like climate change, I, I do think it's, it's, it's going to be technology to the rescue, where we're, we're not going to... It has to be. We're not going to guilt our way out of it, this. Exactly. And having an autistic that, teenager you. tell us thank. that we're fucking monsters, <laughs> you know... Thank you. you. Know, yes. That's that, not that's, the solution. It, right? See, yeah. so, so often the case, why <laughs> you're such a favorite of mine, <laughs> you say the thing, right. or I hear the thing... And it's like, yes, okay, so I'm not crazy. This, when I read that in the paper today, and the New York Times, by the way, put the word doom. They're so funny over there. I don't know who's writing their headlines, but it's just, and of course, that it's true, but like there was no specific story really, except, yeah, the people who have pledged to do something but climate aren't. No one is really stopping this. this we, we've known this for a while. You're right, we are not going to like, do the right thing our way out of this. We're just, we're just well, not. In, individually, we're not. But collectively, we can. I mean, well, one thing I've changed my mind about, I'm, I'm occasionally asked, what have you changed your mind about? Right. You know, in, in recent years. Sign of a mature person. Yeah. yeah. And, 
one thing that I had just had a, a just a one eighty degree change on was nuclear energy. Like I, it's a, if you right. asked me ten years ago or Correct. twenty years me ago, too. I would have thought, okay, just everything See? the NRDC I agree. or EDF says no. about nuclear energy has got to be gospel. Right. Like it's evil. Well, like things we, change. We, yeah. Facts change. We get different information. We absolutely need nuclear and, energy as a bridge. Right. To, Events change. Yeah. And yeah. yes, there are, And the technology changes. I mean, there's safer the tech, versions yes. of it. You know, no. it's not it's not Three Mile Island right. now if you build right. a new uh, nuclear plant. It's not your father's nuclear <laughs> yeah, plant. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's the... And, you know, Sam, this is the kind of reasonableness. I don't know why. Why is it... Why are we so... Such outliers. It only took an ounce of marijuana and a quart of tequila <laughs> to, to get, to get down really, to ground I truth. mean, I like, I just, I know it sounds like a stupid thing to say, but why can't more people think like us? Yeah. We're not yeah. geniuses. We're just like regular guys, maybe a little smarter than the average bear, but I certainly, you probably are. You've got all your nine years highfalutin oh. degrees and stuff. Oh. But I, I mean, I feel like I'm just a regular Joe. I, you, listen, you are not a regular Joe, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. But you, you, you've I lost mean, touch with 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 regular okay. Joe. If you think you're I, a regular, no. Joe. But I feel like certainly in my generation, anyway, I don't feel like um, common sense. I feel like the last generation that was the common was the Gen Zs. I mean, the Gen X. <laughs> Definitely not the Gen Zs. The Gen you're, X. You're dating the Gen Zs. Are you a Gen yeah. X? I, we're, we're, yeah, I'm Gen X. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You so are you, are, you gen, are, you, are you a boomer? I yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm a boomer. boomer. Okay. Yes. It's 1965, I think, is the cutoff between boomers and, and... And that's your year? I'm 67. Okay. Yeah. Right. You, Ben Stiller, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the same birds, and, and we Stiller, never see yeah. them together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I've been asked to sign I, autographs. I know what it's like to be Ben. I know what it's like to be Ben Stiller because I've been asked to sign autographs for Ben Stiller, and when I declined, <laughs> I, I was in the presence of someone who was absolutely certain that they were in the presence of Ben Stiller, who was pretending not to be Ben Stiller. Like, right? It was just oh, I like can totally I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I've ruined his reputation with at least one That's person. That's hysterical. Because what a fucking asshole you are not to just sign an autograph, Ben Stiller. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, well. Um, Oh, damn, I forgot what I was. I derailed you. Or you derailed us with Ben It was something so important to me. There's not one episode of this show that doesn't have me going, what were we talking about? What the fuck was I thinking? Isn't it amazing when you think about the fact that um, when I was on Politically Incorrect, we couldn't even make a joke about pot. Really? Without getting the censor. Yes. That that was on ABC? Yes, Disney. Um. So if, if there was, we discussed it as an important issue. There had to be someone from the other side, you know, the anti-pot. Hmm. Uh, we once wanted to do a sketch called Harry Pothead. Right. No. <laughs> Too edgy. Wow. Too edgy. Wow. We went from that to. I remember I smoked a joint, a real joint, on the air on real time at the end, maybe like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Oh my God, they didn't arrest you? Are you sure you're not going to get arrested?" To like I can do a podcast and openly. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And, I mean, I get it that people get frustrated with change, and maybe the change. I mean, almost certainly the change is going in the wrong direction. But well, not this change. This, this no, change. no. I'm yeah. saying, but there is hope. You know, okay. gay marriage. You know, was something that was like turned down 35 times in a row on state right. ballots. 
and then like three years later, it was the law of the land. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, that was it, it can kind of things can kind of. I, I mean, like, is that going to happen with the things we're really worried about—the environment and the loss of democracy? I, 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 don't I, I wouldn't so. be surprised if things change very quickly. I mean, for the better. Gay, 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 yeah, gay marriage is, is a great example because it was like we thought we had it, and then we lost it. I think it was, it was Proposition Eight or whatever. Well, that in like, California, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was the law of the land, and that was—it um, was really fast. And so I, I and and I, you know, the legalization of pot in at the state level has been, has seemed really fast, you know, and it's, um, yeah, and, but and that, psych- I feel psychedelic like research now is, is, is yes. reaching a tipping point. Oh, you know? I'm, I'm certainly going on in my hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you but, got a grant from the <laughs> NSF. But I mean, don't you think that's the low hanging fruit? Those are the easy ones. I think we have to deal with that, a mis- We have a massive misinformation problem, like oh, social media, Right. And like we well, have to figure out how to talk about I, facts. First of all, collectively. you know what I would stop using? The term misinformation. Because it just gets the backup of people like me who say, yes, but a lot of your misinformation, whoever whoever you, you are. You can price all of that in. No, I uh, know, yeah. I know. I'm yeah. just saying that's a, that's like a trigger word. Right. Misinformation. It, sh- it shouldn't Only be. be- it, it, it should be. be. Because a lot of it was like, again, did you purposely tell me that if you get this vaccine, you will not get the disease? And, and that turned out to be true. No, it did not turn out to be true. I don't think you purposely did that. But it was misinformation. So let's not throw that term around like we have the monopoly on, on what is real with right. this. Okay. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying as a I, PR... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that that's your hobby horse, and I get it, and I share your. Listen, yeah, I'm I'm horrified We're not far at, apart. At, at what the CDC and many scientific journals we have don't. done in recent years in terms of co- conflating politics. We don't with, have to get with, back with, onto that, with, but that's not why you didn't share the yeah. joint, is it? <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you yeah. a big sloppy wet kiss when we leave tonight, and the joke will be on you right. when you go hunk a cancer yeah. patient. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I'm well, the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. No. That was, that was bad. So was really bad. So I'm going to have to wrap this up. Yeah. I could do yeah. it all night. This is good. I, I mean, I, I lost track of time. This could, have been, this could have been one hour. This could have been two hours. It could have been three hours. I have no idea what happened. Great. Yeah. That's so, what I want. That's right. I mean, this is uh, like, I don't know if you and I would do this if there wasn't like. That, that's what's so fun about having a podcast. Right. Like there's no, there is no constraint and you have a reason to just invite someone who you right. want to talk to anyway. Yes. Like you would do this for free. Exactly. And we and, would. And it's a, and yet it's. It, it doesn't it's, really it's speak business. great about us because it just says <laughs> we're not really worth each other's time unless the cameras are rolling. That's not true. We're really the Kardashians. I, that, I mean, that's, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Just, I'm yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want you to mislead no, your audience. Because we yeah. have. We'll, we will also we, have dinner. But we also yeah. have socialized many times. Yeah, we yeah. see each other at Jimmy Bellaly's backyard. Listen, I don't have to be paid too much to socialize. With no, you, right? you don't. Have to. <laughs> Just as long as there's I, a, a, some decent food. I would I will, pay uh, yeah. to socialize with you, actually. Well, only because I'm a honor. bowler and I roll like that and yeah. I buy <laughs> yes, what I want. Right. Yeah. Okay, bitches. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a stripper pole over there. I and there's nothing that I would pay more for than your podcast. You know? Well, it's uh, your podcast is my podcast. That's that's, great. that's like my stories. You know, like used to be somebody had a soap opera that they watched on a 
daily basis. They called it my story. There are still those people. I feel like that's what... <laughs> yes. Yeah, but there's not as many soap operas. No, I think there's like two or three at this point. It's, yeah, it's, really, it's a shame. Yeah. It was a great training ground. Um, it's where I started. And, <laughs> and then I became a ballerina. But Yeah, but you and then, Ricky Martin. But then... <laughs> I hope Dodgeball 2 comes through. Because I just think you <laughs> and yeah. Vince Vaughn, yeah. look, you're both looking a little older, it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, a, it's a sports kind of movie. We have to be physical. Look, you spend two, three months in the gym before yeah, we start I, shooting. I, well, if you have a trainer to recommend, I will. I'll Vince, maybe we start a little earlier, you know. Uh, but I think you guys together again also... Um, Old school. Okay, let's make it happen. No, that was Will Ferrell. <laughs> Club. We get Ben here, and then uh, we can. I, I, you know what? I will. You can see we're. we're we had uh, some great people. Club.